You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Buyer Side, Quarantine Edition. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Remy, and my lovely co-host. Hi, Lauren. And your special guest tonight, introduce us to your friend. Okay, so this is my cousin, Lindsay. Hi, guys. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm sharing this on my Facebook really quick. Get it up there on the book good. of face. Let good. everybody watch us. Everybody gets to li- everybody gets to listen to our show live now instead <laughs> of recorded and uh, up on the next day. <laughs> Remy, what are you drinking? Um, I got a Whitmer special. We'll what is that? Oh, Whitmer special. Yeah, because she was drinking too hearted the day after the SNL skit. You know, she was like, <laughs> "Ah, we, ah. we drink Michigan beer." So good. I'm going to call Two Hearted's Whitmers from now on. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Lindsay? What are you drinking? I got some Rainbow Seeker. Ooh, Blake. Delicious. Spider. Very nice. And Lo, what do you have there in your cup? I'm drinking Cabernet Sauvignon. And then I also have, as my backup, I've got an entire cooler filled with Bud Light and some ice. Oh, nice. Hey. The classiest. Wait, Bud Light Ice <laughs> or Bud Light Handsome Ice? <laughs> Just regular it's... Bud Light piss water. Okay, there you go. Not not Bud Ice. That stuff is Not dangerous. Bud Ice, no. That'll put hair on your chest. You don't yeah, want Yeah, that's that, that malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lindsay, tell us about yourself. You've uh, been in the uh, in the ringer, so to speak. You've been behind a bar before. You've uh, worked in the industry, I take it. Yep. So I worked at a sports bar in Chicago for five or six years out suburbs of Chicago, I should say. And then um, I also worked at a nightclub in Metro Detroit for for a while. So (laughs) no stranger to making drinks for strangers. No stranger. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. well, how about you tell us like what is like one of the things that you really loved about being in the service industry? Um, probably mostly the camaraderie with the staff Yeah, is probably one of my favorite things. Um, you become a family with who you, who you serve with. So I love that. I I'm still like lifelong friends with these people, even though we haven't worked together for years, which is great. Um, and then of course the stories. Oh yeah. Gotta got rely on those bar t- bar side stories, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I'm friends with people that I've you know haven't seen in 10, 15 years, but we still connect and still keep in touch with each other. You know, even if it's minimally, your friends, your family for life. Yeah, and, it's uh, so true. I mean, I worked at at, uh, a nightclub out in Ann Arbor and that like I still talk to those people and I haven't worked there in like eight years now. So, you know, you like maintain those friendships for a really long time. I haven't worked at the bar in Chicago for eight years. And I still talk to, (laughs) I still talk to those people on a regular basis. They're like family. They, They become family while you're there. Definitely. There are a few places that I've worked at that like maybe afterwards, I don't really talk to them so much. Like I'll attempt but you know, if you're just not interested, you're not interested. So yeah, you know how it is. Well, and I also feel like everybody finds like 
their own different path after a restaurant. Like either that you have like those lifelong people that are going to be in it forever, or there are some people that like come out of it and they're doing something totally different with their lives. Yeah. So it's just one of those, sometimes restaurants and bars can be like that transition period for people. And, you know, then sometimes you got those lifelongs. Yeah. At, especially at Necto, we had like people that were there for like 15 years and shit. You know what I mean? Like it's insane how long some of those people, and then, you know, they'll replace somebody finally after they leave and it'll be like a string of people there for two months, you know, at a time. Yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. I always had like a hard time with that. I'm like a, I'm a lifer when I work somewhere, I try and stay for a really long time, but I have had my like string of places where I've worked for like a day and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Or three months or four months. Right. Like, exactly. I'm yeah. like, no, thank you. Not a good fit. You can tell though. You can just like tell oh, yeah. when it's not the best fit for you. Oh, that was me with a, uh... I've always worked at like small business restaurants that aren't corporate mm-hmm. and I took a corporate <laughs> position at a restaurant <laughs> one summer uh, and I was like, oh shit, this is what not- have I done? What have I done? <laughs> I don't feel- like that. I hate the corporate life. Uh, you feel dirty afterwards. You oh feel my like, God. I need to shower it's myself. Like, it's like culty kind of in a weird that way. That sucks, man. You yeah. don't ever feel like, like you don't get that like sense of camaraderie that you were talking about. Like every time I've ever worked at like a corporate place, it's always been like, there's them and then there's me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To an Very extent. Weird. To an extent. Everyone's there's definitely, there's sorry, definitely been some, there's definitely been some coworkers that I like felt that family camaraderie with at the corporate places and I'm still sure. good friends with this to this day, but. The difference between management at a mom and pop and management at a corporate is way different. different. You can tell the people who are playing the game and doing the politics. They're just saying all the right things because somebody's watching them on camera and somebody might come in and secret (laughs) shop you at any time. Oh my gosh. That was the worst. Oh my gosh. Secret shopper bullshit, dude. Can you tell me exactly all, all, can you list all the ingredients in (laughs) this specific pasta? I sure can, but I don't fucking want to. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> and I don't think Not anybody that. fucking wants to hear it either, except for like somebody who's trying to get a $10 off coupon by being a secret fucking shopper. Right. It's just an asinine way to run your business. And it shows like a lack of trust between your employees and yourself. It pits this whole us against them thing. And, you know, when the, when, when the chips are down, because right now the chips are down, the whole yeah. industry is just obliterated right yeah. now. Nobody's been working for months. And then the last corporate place that I worked at that I left uh, right before the coronavirus hit, like two months, um, just announced that they're not reopening their Detroit location. Like everybody's fucked, out of a job. And the people that worked there didn't find out from corporate or their managers. They found out on the news today. <gasps> yeah. Like that's, then no, nobody called them and told them. Nobody gave them the heads up. Like, I know. I actually you. said... I sent Remy a link this morning and I was like, yo, dude, you dodged a bullet. (laughs) Right. So guess who won't ever go to another Punchbowl social again as long as I fucking live? I don't care what state it's in. It was Punchbowl. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck them. They suck. 
There, Jeez, now, there was, an up, there was an update to that story that came out. Oh, say. okay. What have they done now? Uh, so they did say – so number one, it was – how did I not know they were like majority owned by Cracker Barrel of all places? Yeah, which, when you posted <laughs> that, I was like, what the fuck? Which explains so, so much. Um, and I knew, then, no, I knew <laughs> that because so – I knew that because I just worked for them. And so it was fairly new to their corporation. Like they built a good 10 or 15 or close to 20 stores throughout the United States. Cracker Barrel came in, has said, hey, we do scratch food and we've been doing it for years and we do it great. You guys do scratch food and scratch cocktails. We'll put our weight behind you and, you know, buy into your your idea because it looks really great. And now the virus is in. And, and then wah, wah. Oh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> like, well, no. So, the, so, so then the updated We're story that came out is they are apparently planning on reopening eventually, but yeah. with but they won't be bringing any of the staff back. It'll be with all new staff. Fucked up. So you're just firing all up. your old staff, and yep. you're just gonna hire all. And it said from Listen, from like frontline all the way up to the executive chef getting replaced. Listen, I'm just gonna put what? it. I'm gonna put it to you guys like this. They're not I even keeping through, anybody. No, I went. I went through their training program. Okay, I worked for them. That place has been in downtown for a good like seven, eight years now. And oh, they, they were they were one over. of the, they were one of the first they've new Detroit over, flags. Yeah, they've turned over so many times. They've gone through all the servers and bartenders in the area. And so good fucking luck, like trying to reopen without any of your core staff left behind. Well, like, and I think that really tells you something about them as a business, because yeah. I mean, when you get those mom and pop or the, you know, the small business, people come to that business because of the staff. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Not for any other reason. I mean, right. well, okay. Maybe they have good drink specials on Tuesday or Thursday, but like, if you get that really hardcore group of, you know, your return customers, they're coming there and they're building a rapport with your staff. And I mean, you got to have good food and drinks. You got to have a good atmosphere sure. and something cool to do. But at a mom and pop place, it is about the people and the oh staff gets to know the regulars and the regulars come to see yeah. them. And at corporate, they just think they think they're too cool for school. You know, it's like I worked at a hard rock and they're like, everybody comes for the guitars on the walls. It's like, no, they don't. They no. come because it's a place to be seen and hang out. Yeah, and, and, stuff like that. And, and, like, and guess what else closed? The guitars. Guess, guess like what else closed? Hard, hard rock Detroit. Oh, guess, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, know that. I know. Yeah. Know that. <laughs> and I know the story know behind that. Them, too. They had, they had the lease in that sweet building. And then once the lease ran out, it was like it was a sweetheart deal to get the lease as cheap as they got it. And once the lease was up, they're like, OK, so now rent is this. And they're like, yeah, no. And well, I can tell you, I worked as a, as a mortgage banker at a certain place downtown. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it was, I wonder what's that, that was like the place for the mortgage makers to oh, go yeah. after work. And I was I'm always sorry. like, let's, let's call guys, them. Let's call them what they were. Kidding me? Quicken bros. Yeah, that's where you go. They were this the, is where we want to go right they, now. It, they were the Quicken bros. Let's, let's be honest. That's, that's hey, exactly. <laughs> Don't come after me. No, I'm just, Do you no. Still work for them? <laughs> No, she doesn't still work for me. No, I don't. No, no. we used to, we used to laugh anytime we were in like um like whether it was uh oh god I don't even think it's open anymore it's the place where all the journalists used to go um up around the corner from Kobo uh Union maybe anyway um we were there one night and a bunch of us were hanging out and you, it was almost like there was a bus that was driving them around because like every thirty minutes there would be like ten to fifteen like bros in khakis and polo <laughs> shirts. Yeah. That would like show up, be super loud, 
all order like some obnoxious beer and some obnoxious shot and then vanish. And then like 30 minutes later, here comes the next flock. And it's like, okay, I, I wasn't a bro, but I can attest. <laughs> I wasn't a bro. I wasn't a bro, but I can attest to the fact that they have shuttles. That so that's that's from, probably exactly what it was. They then. go from like whatever building you're working in that day to whatever parking structure. That oh, and this and this was by a parking structure. So yeah, there was like no parking downtown. So there were yeah. these shuttles that would just I like can imagine run that's a thing. Come Good on. times. <laughs> the doggy needs a break too, right? No, and, and you know, hey, when I when I worked at the Hard Rock, uh, there was it was somebody it was something else in that building then. It was Compuware back then, and they all came down and hung out with us, and they they were great regulars, and we had a good time with them and stuff like that. A lot of them, you know, made punch bowl their their regular spots, like you know, chain restaurants are chain restaurants, and and they do what they do. For a reason, I just can't fucking work for him anymore because I can't stand the corporate lingo. I can't stand the the rules and the the, the nastiness and the like. There's there's no Utter there's no sense of love. And like what you Remy, what you said earlier about like that, like there's no trust with your employees. That's right. like one thousand percent what you yeah. you always feel like you're in like a gotcha moment. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like you, super micromanaging. Yes. And it's like, I, I work for nothing. And yeah. you're going to try to You're barely me paying me. Right. And then also you're going to give right. me a hard time about everything I do. Right. And, Literally and everything. Like, like they're doing you a big favor. Did you? <laughs> like, you're well, lucky I didn't hear you anymore. offer an appetizer. Like, are you right. kidding me? Yeah. Really? They told me they're in a hurry. They don't want appetizers. Right. All dumb shit. Right. Yeah, I you know I I worked at I've I've done three corporate restaurants and I'll never do another one. I said I'd never do another one after the second. But I know, and then I, you did. It's hard to to pinpoint which one was the worst. I think Buffalo Wild Wings was. I could not stand oh. because the uniform sucked and like the corporate spiel sucked. And I just didn't do the corporate spiel. I was like, I'm just going to bartend, and everybody loved me, and I was really good at my job, and I was held, holding it down. But then you know they caught me with a secret shopper one time, so they sent me home. And then there was another instance where some woman came in and she was a secret shopper and she was a total bitch to me. And so I wasn't rude to her, but I was, I was definitely like, okay, ma'am, have a great day kind of with her. And yeah. so she went back and they were like, they're like, Oh, you know, the, the manager, she's like, she's getting in tears and she's like, you know, this really sucks. I'm like, I, I fucking hate it here. Like you've got to fire me. Don't cry about it. Like, just fire me. <laughs> It's okay. Like, You're it's actually not that big a deal. Favor. I've been fired before. It's and now I like, have time to go find a different job. So. She's like, "You're such a good bartender. You're like the best bartender I've ever worked with." But you just won't do the corporate spiel. I'm like, I know because I hate it. Like because it's so it's it's not, not it's so like disingenuous and it's Thank so you. just like Sorry. I like as a bartender, you build good relationships with customers, and I I'm just not gonna do the corporate spiel. Like I'm gonna. Right. I'm going to ask you other questions. I'm not going to be a bitch, but I'm going to just talk no, to you about other things. I'm not going to try to push real. appetizers on you. I'm just not going to try to push appetizers on you. You know that there's appetizers available. If right. you want, they can read the menu. You're yeah. literally what, what holding a menu. <laughs> Do you want me to suggest something to you? I'll suggest stuff. Right. Like, like if you ask hey, me, really I'll like. tell you, but I'm just not going to be pushing sales. I'm not going to. 
not going to sound like a robot, you know, right. but that's, that's all it is to them. It's a numbers game. They don't care that you're a person. They don't care that like, you know, you're a fucking human being with thoughts and feelings and stuff like that. You're numbers. That's but it's they almost really like about. they don't even consider like the consumer as a person with the, no. feelings. No, like, it's all like advertising. Yeah. Yeah. They like they're just a marketing yep. tool. But I actually didn't realize that Punchbowl Social was corporate. I didn't either until which I went is down so there funny. But yeah. like, I remember, it's I remember a great we... premise. For... Cracker Barrel, say it I with know. me. Well, Cracker. Thank you. Barrel. Thank you. Now but I know. <laughs> I love. But I'm just saying, like, I it's a great premise for hey, a bar. If Beaner's like, Coffee, you know. if Beaner's Coffee had to change their name because it was offensive, <laughs> oh my God, Big B. As a middle-aged white guy, Cracker Barrel needs to go down. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm. A, I'm. I, it causes me emotional trauma every time I drive by one of their signs. No, you're not buying it. Like no. Cracker Karen. Karen. Yeah, make it Karen Barrel. Make it. Yeah, make Barrel. it Barrel of Karens. That's that'd be phenomenal. Oh my god, that's terrible. I really like. I said I like the premise of Punchbowl Social. Like, I love. Like oh, the sure, idea the of like adult arcade and fun and all yeah. that, but the, the that games, just space. But yeah, it's just like uh, your corporate schmooze balls, like. Well, so, and that's the difference. I mean, it's like you were talking about earlier, like in, in regular, not regular, well, but mom and pop places, people come in and they develop a rapport with the staff yeah. that dude, I follow bartenders. I don't follow bars. That's, that's right. how that works. But right. from a corporate perspective, like that place doesn't rely on that. That place doesn't get that traffic. That place is looking for corporate events. It's looking for, you know, the, the, the one or two big, huge ticket events per night rather than the, you know, three to 500 moderate tickets per night. Right. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, well, they were the bread and Lindsay and I worked at a place together that the entire thing, like they did some marketing or whatever, but the entire thing was based off of, getting people to come in and see you like, right. and even though we had huge yeah. big name DJs come in and yeah, they sold tickets. What was really the driving point was making sure that the staff had a set amount of people that come in to see them every single night. Absolutely. And you would like, you promote yourself, you make sure that people know where you're at, what you're going to be doing. If you have any specials going on and they come in just for you. That's the whole point. It was yeah. like, we have this thing that's already a selling point, and yes, that's going to get people in here, but we want you to be the market because in reality, these DJs are going to come and go, and they're not going to be here every night, and it's right. not going to be the same DJs every night, so they need to have people that they come in, and it's a familiar face every single well, day. Well, we don't really want to hire a marketing firm, so why don't you go ahead and do that for us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that we worked at was owned by like a True. one single guy it wasn't like an entire thing so it was like his first place and so he was like we market but you have to market yourselves too and there's a lot of places that do that like i know of a few places in downtown detroit that if you don't give your login information to your facebook and instagram and stuff you can't work See, that i know just a lot out, of places nope like bye yeah, I just don't that's, like that. That's a little thing, big when brother you're to me. With four and five hundred dollars a night, you're gonna hand over your shit, you know. And it's just, it's just the way it is. They, they rely. A lot of places rely on their staff solely to maintain that like core group of people coming in. 
the other people are going to come and go. That's fine. But you still have to have like people that come in for you. That's still just right. such a security and privacy issue. Yeah. No. Nah, nah. Yeah. For me, that's a security and privacy issue as well. well. The place that we worked at, we were allowed to have a separate Facebook. So, but I did have a separate Facebook for that place for a while. Facebook. So, and that, that Facebook was literally just like your like Lauren name of the club. Right. Know, right. What it was. But I do know places personally that they do not allow you to make an additional Facebook. You have to actually give them your information. See, that's my, but that's my online identity. How are you about to tell me? And if you post something that later on in life, my like future employer goes on to like, look and see what I've been doing because it's that's a thing people do that for sure and they see something that they don't like they could not hire me because of that one post that i didn't even make exactly yeah no 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 i'm gonna i'm gonna need a list of those because i'm gonna want to talk about them on my show <laughs> I will hand you a list of those so you can talk about them on your show. Pretty, but I will not talk about I'm, them on this I'm, show. I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm I'm pretty as, sure we will light them up. I'm not as in deep with the bar scene and the, as Lauren is in Detroit. So I, I wouldn't know. But the one place that I did work at with Lauren, I do know that we did ha- we were able to create like a separate account yeah. for that bar where we were like pushing yeah, you know. promoting the events. And, yeah, promoting yeah. the event is mostly, that was it. It was just promoting and, the event. And I think that the reason why we were allowed to do that was because we had multiple people that were working there that had, like, big girl jobs, you know, and they had, Right, like, this was a side, it's a side hustle, yeah. Exactly. Right. So, and that's totally fine, but these places that I'm talking about, um, they don't give a shit. Like, you could literally be a fucking, you know, pastor working at a fucking place on on the side and you had to give them your real account info. I just don't understand like unless I'm signing a contract or an NDA or like something like how are you about to tell me that I can't have another online persona? Yeah. Well, unless you're giving me <laughs> unless you're giving me something with at least five figures in it and a comma. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, more yeah. than that. Give me a break. Six figures. Well, yeah. I know a lot of people that are just like, unless you're gonna pay me for my promotion, but you know, on which I understand, but on the flip side of that coin, it's like for people like we were talking about before, where that's your job forever, like you plan on making this like a real career yeah then part of your job is promoting yourself but then it should be stuff that you're doing on your own not them uh, yeah but like i lauren i know some of those places that you're talking about and females age out of that industry oh yeah yeah, at some point we do. Yeah. Oh, unless you want to work at like a at like some a point the, the females aging out of that industry because that's just <laughs> I mean, give me a break. But if you work at a hole in the wall, I know some sixty year olds that are still kicking it. Yeah, but that's yeah. a hole in the wall, and they're not asking for your Facebook logins. Yeah, no, like right not, a, not a nightclub. No nightclub is telling <laughs> they're, you that they're they're relying on that neighborhood traffic. Those regulars. You might be sixty, but you're also ninety percent saline. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those exist. That's a thing. I've I've seen it. As or as we like, because you know you have uh you, you know you have pumas and you have cougars. Uh, we always called those either saber tooth tigers or prune tang. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. 
we've had some nicknames that I don't I I can't really say, but we've had some pretty good nicknames for the the people that come into our bars. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I I mean, unfortunately, that's just the truth for female servers and bartenders. It's true. And Remy and I have talked about that a few times. The difference between a male bartender and a female bartender, and and how they're treated. And, What's expected of Absolutely. them? It's totally different. Oh yeah, one of them's got nuts. One of them doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and, and suddenly know, this became an almond joy commercial. Points. Might be a little deeper than that. <laughs> well, I will say that I have noticed that, like some people, like at some places, it's totally acceptable for the male staff to, like you know, take home uh, customers and stuff like that, while it's frowned upon for the women. Double, you know? uh, the double standard, yep. <clears throat> Not that I've ever actually tried to take home anyone I met at the bar, but... I mean, there's oh, constantly that double heavens standard. no, me neither. <laughs> when I worked Gasp. at the, um, the sports bar in Chicago, uh, our, the owner was just such a fucking turd. But he decided that he was gonna transition what we had been, which was, um, well, first, when I first started, it was white button ups and ties and black pants, like Olive Garden. Okay. And he decides, okay, well, that doesn't have sex appeal. So I'm going to do, um, black shirt, black pants. Okay, fine. Totally fine. Then he decides I'm going to go more towards like Hooters and all women have to wear tan nylon booty shorts and like a zip up jacket that you wore zip down so your boobs were like really big and crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, keeping all of his staff, so all the staff that was used to like the white button up and ties. And and then the guys got to wear black pants, black shirt, black t-shirt. And I'm like so all of a sudden, I'm working at a completely different, like, this is yeah, I'm at a strip club. This is what I signed up for. I'm at a strip club. This is not what I signed well, up if for. If I wanted a job at Hooters, I'd have gone to work at Hooters. Right, <laughs> right. And not only that, we had to pay for the custom-made uniforms, which were $90 that he took out of our check. Did the guys have to pay for theirs? No, they didn't. No. But the women did, and not not to mention those nylons that would catch snags in them and run were four dollars every pack. So basically, every shift you were working, you were paying four dollars for a pack of nylons. So it was yeah. Just like, <clears throat> the thing about places like that and owners like that too is they're like, well, this is the way we're doing it now, and if you don't like it, it was nice working with you, and yeah, we wish you luck. But right. there's the door because yeah. we'll find somebody else who will. We'll find somebody else who will do it. I know. Well, he's out of business now, so. Of course. Yeah. yeah, He doesn't, he didn't know what the hell he was, you know. It's like, you got to make up your mind. He has major lawsuits against him because he also fired a few pregnant women, so. Oh, okay. Whoopsie. Can't do that. Yeah. No. That's the kind of guy, that's the kind of guy that's got all the money to run a bar, but doesn't know the first thing about running a bar. Oh my so, God. And he did. That's and why he you had, fail. he was such a sleazeball. He had like three different bars. He had like, you know, a dry cleaner, a, a different, a blah, blah, blah. He owned a strip mall. He owned a car wash, like all this shit. And he was yep. just awful. And just saw women like purely as pawns to make money. 
Yeah, or yep, a pawn and an object. Yeah. Exactly. Like no no humanity, no empathy, no, no kind nothing. of like love for the people that are putting it together. See, I I've worked for people that they put their heart and their soul into their business and they expect their employees to take pride in it and do this. I've gotten so lucky with some mom and pops that I've worked at that are like that. They're like, look, I got my life savings in this place. Like I mortgaged my house, my partner did too. You know, we're here trying to make this succeed and we need good people that believe in this place that are going to help us along. Yeah. You know, and you're like, yeah, dude, we love you. We'll go to bat for you. And this is our place too. And we'll take pride in it. And you know, when you've got that family kind of feel to it, it works so much better than the whole, like, ah, this is just one of my business ventures. And I, how can I make more money? How about you broads show your boobs a little bit more? eh? Well, like also the idea of buy-in, like, if you can get yourself to buy into this idea yeah. and to into your vision and to what you're trying to pursue, you're yeah. gonna have just such a better outcome than if you're just like laying down like here, put on these hooter shorts and put your tits out and blah blah blah. <laughs> it's like, no bro. Not you cool. know what we need to you know what we need to get the fellas in here. Yeah, Maybe yeah, the yeah. broads would show you booties a little bit more. <laughs> you know what we need for some more sexual harassment in the bar? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you we girls need your asses out. Enough. The customers aren't uh they're not even uh, even slightly aroused right now. Why don't you do something to change that? I don't okay, see well, enough boners in this place. I worked at <laughs> I worked at a strip club for a while bartending, might I add. Um, and so Lindsay, when you were saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you were saying, when I you, couldn't resist love, I'm sorry. your cabaret card, uh, it's I'm actually sorry. an adult entertainment card. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Oh. That adult sexual business. Card. I was trying to make it sound classy. Sexually oriented business or some shit like that. I still have mine. No, I, know. It, I still have mine. I'll pull it out. But like. <laughs> So, okay, when you worked there, they they had all of the girls had to wear nylons like you were talking about, right? But the thing is, is that they had it so that way you had to wear Capigio nylons. And if oh, those are more expensive. Anybody that's listening and has ever been in like dance, dance or anything like that, gymnastics, anything like that, Capigio nylons are like $15 a pair. But they're and they're thicker. expensive. And if you if you had a run in them or anything, you had to buy a whole new set, and they had a stack of them in the back. Like you had to have. Oh, so they sold them to you? Yeah, and they charge they charge twenty dollars at the strip club, but they're like fifteen dollars if you buy them from a dance studio. Like, so he's making money off of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Our our uniform was one hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah. I know. Dude, I was complaining about what did I pay sixty ninety bucks. I'm running my business wrong. Apparently, I need my engineers in uniforms, and I need. I uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love to wear a teddy as a shirt. So you know, if you decide to do that, let me know. When we got those uniforms at that bar in Chicago, we had to like sign over the like if we couldn't pay up front that they could take it out of our paycheck. Yeah, and they make you sign a thing yeah. so that it's all legal. Yeah, and... I would not sign shit. I'd be like, again, it's one of those things. It's like, all right, then you don't want to work here, and they know that they'll find plenty who will sign it. So, right, and what was unfortunate was is like, I was just so 
Like I loved my manager and I love the people that I work with and I love my regulars. So yeah. I was like, I don't even want to like spend time <laughs> looking for something else. Like you just do right. it. Yeah, you just yeah, do it. Yeah, you just do it. You're just because put in like a rock and a hard place. Path of least resistance. A lot of places, like, yeah. A lot of places you just end up being like, I I this this is what I have to do. And if I don't do this, I don't have a job, so I'm gonna do it. Right. And it's like it's not it's not fair, it's not nice, but I found myself doing it quite a few times. I worked yeah. at that. We've talked about a billion times too. Is that I worked at a place where we had to wear like a, like a themed outfit every fucking weekend. And I was spending 50 oh, to a hundred dollars every fucking weekend. I mean, I, I feel like there's an entire industry of some sort that's been built around that. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't think of what it is right off the top of my head, but there's, there's something that I'm thinking of in that, that goes, I, <laughs> I was like looking at Zoom things the other day, and I wanted one with like like dudes standing around with like their dicks out, so that way it was like you're sitting there, and there's just a bunch of dudes with their dicks out towards you. We had we had to make the program a little more wholesome there, again. (laughs) Dave soiled this good name. Yeah, that's that's this show putting the ass in classy. That's 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 what this show is. That's here. Not that I not that I knew with that black couch magic. No, but that's honestly like so. Back when I was a bartender, I mean, it was I, I mean, it was a it was a neighborhood place, but it was a it was a bigger place. It was actually six bars that were all. This was when, you know, when I was in Boston, but it was six bars that were all interconnected by back doors, and like one was a dance club, one was a you know a bar bar, one was like a country club, one was like a co- one was a coffee shop. So you can like go from place to place. So they didn't really they really didn't care what you wore, just because at, on any given night, depending on where the crowds were, you would wind up in any one of those six. Oh, that's cool. I like that. That's kind of cool. Like yeah, on interesting place. Interesting. Yeah. So like they're like I mean, so and, they were all open till like two in the morning. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you know, so like you'd wow. see like around one a.m. You'd see like the Yeehaw Cowboys showing up in like the <laughs> club and. <laughs> And it would just like the just the Venn diagram of collision and collision of worlds was absolutely amazing every night. It was phenomenal. I love that collision of worlds. <laughs> so now that's when an that idea. happens. So maybe they, good. Could, maybe they could do that with the uh, <clears throat> with the punch bowl space. Is chop it up and turn it into like four different bars, all well, so with an, different themes, and that's the but issue. You still be like accessible. That's the you know issue what? you're going to have with that place. Is you've got to have it's something okay. that's got to have a huge footprint concept to it, or you got to okay. chop it up. Yeah. Honestly, I hope that. Whatever happens with that space, it's like a local Detroiter, and I hope it's like not a corporate bullshit scam because it's pissing me off. I mean, like we could go on a whole rant. I could go on a whole rant about Detroit and being gentrified and like turning into the bullshit that it's turned into. I mean, like look at Eastern Market. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no more Russell Street Deli. There's no more Sapinos. There's no more. You know what's next? Vivios like. I look just at, really hope look that at there's Cass like Corridor. A small, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> a small space that can find the loan to turn it into something amazing because I hate the corporate bullshit that's taking over Detroit. I really uh, hate it. The corporate the corporate bullshit unfortunately has all the dollars and so that's why they are where they are. And they, they shouldn't and, though because yeah. honestly when you're looking <laughs> at that corporate bullshit that corporate bullshit is 
it's so disingenuous. It's so not what your what your market wants or what your market like. No, but, it's not. you know, here's the thing. It's it's like <clears throat> you would think that, but then on a Friday night, you go into a Buffalo Wild. I was just going to say like, that. Yep. Packed, you know, that, it blows my mind. Who goes to fucking Buffalo Wild Wings? I don't know who listens to Kanye West. I can't stand that shit. <laughs> but I mean, somebody does. Like It's popular for a reason I mean, just because say. we hate it. Like. I mean, touche, <laughs> but like, it's just, it's so stupid. Like, come on. Hey, yeah, I get it. I mean, the, the only way that industry is going to die is if people reject the corporate scheme. I mean, you know, if they say we're not going to Applebee's on like the downswing and isn't like, How have they been on an upswing ever? Ever. <laughs> They're cheap. Oh, I'm sorry. That was, you know, that was one of my, one of my favorite things ever. When they opened the one on Eight Mile, and and Bob and Nuri and Billy and I crashed it, and like we had, I don't know if you've ever seen the picture, but like we had shirts made, um, so that and it was the Applebee's logo, but instead of the apple, it was the old English D, and so the four of us go walking in there, and like we're just we're like we're we're mocking them openly, um, yeah. but it was hilarious because like they thought we were from corporate. Yeah, because we were like wearing those shirts. The Detroit Free Press came over and interviewed us, and Bob. <laughs> you got the best service of your life. Oh my god, Bob was the most sarcastic asshole in the world because because <laughs> like the free press, the free reporter was like, you know, what, are you, what like what are you guys doing here? And Bob was like, oh my god, dude, like how could we miss this? It's so amazing that an Applebee's <laughs> opened on Eight Mile in Detroit. It's just like you know it's coming back now. Are you talking about the one at Eight like Woodward? Yeah, by the Meyer. That's right next to my house. Oh yeah, so that's so like we were there, opening day. They the day it opened, we were there, um, and like and they printed it, and like you read it in flat text, and like none of the sarcasm comes through at all. Oh, of course, but <laughs> of like, course but like all of our friends that read it were like, oh my god, you guys are such dicks. You guys Wait, are <laughs> <I love> sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, I mean, but there's but there is a you know it's it's like why are there so many Starbucks? You know, it's it's there's right. a certain comfort pe- factor with familiarity and similarity like i don't care where i go in the country a burnt cup of coffee at starbucks is a burnt cup of coffee at starbucks and i don't care where i go you know a three dollar long island at applebee's is a three three dollar long island at applebee's i was just gonna talk about their long island so that's so i mean that's that's a thing and not because i like them because i think they're horrid well yeah they're mostly sour mix what do you want dollar long islands the other month it was like one dollar you know that half that fucking thing is water the point is, <laughs> the oh. point is, at Applebee's, you can go out with somebody else and spend like twenty five, thirty bucks, and get a meal and some drinks, and you know it's not too overpriced. It, it's you know exactly well, what you're. Let me get. tell you a trick. I can go out almost anywhere with two people and spend thirty dollars. I can actually. <laughs> I was just thinking one sneakers, Ferndale. I can yeah. go there with twenty five dollars. I can get super drunk. Obliterated in my life. <laughs> okay, Orchid and Luna. Well, that's because like idiots like Orchid me are walking around. They have two dollar fucking drinks. Go there with twenty bucks. You can leave five dollar tip and get fucking wasted. I, see, I was just I assuming it's because VFW. <laughs> I just assume you rely. You were relying on idiots and like me walking around buying drinks. Captain Morgan's and Coke. <laughs> uh, have the time of my life. Yeah. Blasted, ten bucks. Blasted. <clears throat> like Dave Got said, it. it does help if a if a kind young gentleman decides to buy you a drink. Sure. <laughs> you, do have, 
You of do course. Is the Applebee bartender offering to buy me drinks? No, he's yeah. fucking not because he's broke. Here's the other thing, too, though, is that, okay, if a guy offers me a drink, I am, like, literally, if they, like, pull them in front of them first and then pass them out, I'm tossing that shit behind my behind my shoulder. Oh, because God only knows. Yep. I'm going to be, like, grabbing the first one, and then I'll take the shot, and then I'll be like, thanks, and take off. But I'm not going to, like, sit there and have some guy, like, touch it first and then give it to me. It's, <laughs> yeah, like, no. literally just going... Sorry, Well, hi, ma'am. Here's your roofie colada. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thanks so much. No, dude, night. straight up. I mean, I so I got roofied one night, um, and they weren't actually even they weren't actually going after me. They were going after someone I was with, and but she like she shared her drink with me, and 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 like literally a couple days later went back and like talked to the bar and all that stuff, and they pulled it, and and the manager they could not have been better about it. They could not have been more awesome about it. Manager calls me back a day later. He's like, dude, you got to come down here. I need you to see this. Number one, because they had caught the guy because they found him on the security footage and he came back in the next day. Um, oh, but, but like literally how but literally how smooth. Well, the day after they reviewed the footage. So it was like four days later he came back in. Um, but like the like reviewing the footage, he was so smooth. You'd have sworn like he never even touched her glass. He never like you would have thought he was just pointing at something across the across the bar from next to her. They had to like, yeah. like he, he had a, like apparently one of his buddies was like a Department of Homeland Security security dude. Um, and they like they they put they blew it up on the big screen and showed it like and they had to slow it frame by frame to actually see what this guy did and him dropping stuff in her drink. It was crazy. Douchey. Uh- I had one of those experiences um, when I was living in Chicago. Um, big thing in Chicago is bottle service. And we went and we, uh, I was with one of my girlfriends of mine and this guy across the table, he was like, hey, come over. I got this bottle, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get a new bottle and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even see he him slip roofies into her drink. She is one of those girls where it's like she's always the most put together. Like all of us are shit shows and she's always like (laughs) the most put together drunk. All of a sudden she's a rag doll. Yeah. And we're like, and he's like, don't worry, I got her. I'm going to get her in a taxi. We're going to go back to my place. And thank God God that we had enough wherewithal to be like, hell no. No, you're not. not taking her home like fuck you it was crazy and then like the next day was awful for her awful for her but it was it was wild how quickly it happened oh no none of us noticed it until she was like like a total rag doll no literally because i had had i had i had two vodka sodas i had had two vodka sodas someplace else and like that drink of her drink was literally the third thing i had to drink now Lauren and Remy, you know, there's no way in hell that two vodka sodas are going to put me on my ass like that. And that put me like I was gone. Like we barely made it out of that bar. I feel funny. (laughs) I don't feel good. I had a couple of instances where it was like that, too. Oh, go ahead, Remy. I was going to say, enough talking about all these douchebags. I would love Sorry. to, uh, I'd like to cheers my good friend Dave, who's celebrating another trip around the sun today. Uh, we could all uh, oh, wait, grab a shot or a glass. Okay, cheers. Yeah, we're cheers. And happy birthday. Thank you. you. 
I was going to say at the very end, today is my sister's birthday. So happy birthday, Lorraine. Oh, no Take shit. Everyone happy it. birthday to her, too. Happy birthday, Lorraine. Happy birthday, Lorraine. Okay, so what I was going to say is that I've had a couple of experiences like that. It's fucked up to say I've had a couple of experiences like that, but it's a real thing. Reality and is what it is. It happens, it happens pretty often. And... um. I actually, there was one time I was, I was hanging out at one of the bars I used to work at and I don't know, like I had one drink and I was like, man, I don't feel right. And I like told my friends, I'm going to go to the car and like shitty friends for not coming with me, but they were like, okay, have fun. And I was like, okay, bye. And I left. And all I remember was that there was this guy following like behind me. And this girl got out of her car. She stopped at the stop sign, got out of her car and was like, get the fuck away from her. Get the fuck away from her. Oh like, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and I was like, what the fuck? And I just yeah, like, went to on? my car and like went into the, went into the back seat and like took a nap and I had the doors locked. So Thank God like, for a good Samaritan. But you know, at the time I didn't even realize like what was going on, what but I happening? do remember that happening. And I was right. like, I wish I knew who that was because whatever was happening, she was driving. So whatever he was doing behind me was enough of a red flag was enough for her to go get the fuck away from that girl. You yeah. know what I mean, so I was like, Hey, I wish that I would have known that. Um, I had another time where I was like at another nightclub and this guy who I know really well, I'm obviously not going to say, cause I don't know for a fact what happened, but I, all I remember was that this guy kept on asking me if I wanted some water and I was like, no, 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 no. And over throughout the night, I was like dancing around and he was like, do you need some water? I was like, yeah. And he still the same thing of water. Uh... And I took a sip of it. And I remember my friend Wayne was just like, she's no, she's coming with me because I drove with him and he was like, no, she's coming with me. And then all of a sudden I like woke up at my own house and he had like carried me into my house and everything. So it's like, I mean, I was really young when both of these happened. I was probably like freshly 21 or even 20. At right. The time. Um, and you know, I don't now, even though I don't know for sure that that's what happened, I didn't go to a hospital or anything like that. I am way more careful with my drinks. Like I watch the bartender make my drink. I take my drink. I never set it down. If I'm going to the bathroom, I'll take it in the stall with me or I'll have my friend hold it. And I will seriously be like, hold your hand over it. You know what I mean? So I guess that that would be a good segue into talking about like, as a bartender, have you stopped a creep? Oh, tons of Absolutely. times. Absolutely. I worked at 50. I worked at fifth. From Avenue. either bringing home a girl <laughs> or whatever. It was a weekly occurrence. Like girls would set down their drinks and turn around and be talking to their friends and dancing. And I, I wouldn't be paying attention to their drink because I'm making drinks. But if I see a drink and it's a, you know, there's obviously some girls around. They're not paying attention. I just grabbed it and dump it out. Hey, you yeah. spilled my drink. You, you threw away my drink. I'm like, oh, I'll All make right. you another one. I'll make you another on the one. house. No problem. I'll get you a new one. But you weren't paying attention to your drink, honey. I don't want you to get roofied. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck these guys are doing. I'm not, you know. I can't watch yeah. everything at once. Yeah. Did you? And there was quite a few instances too where I was like, "Hey, buddy, um, she's not picking up what you're laying down. Why don't you go fuck off somewhere else?" Right? Like you're annoying right. her. She's giving you all the signs of like, you know, get away from uh-huh. me, bro. You're not getting it. You're, you're getting the Heisman. <laughs> I was so cool with all the with all the the bouncers that I'd just be like, "Hey, come here. Like, come over here and." 
tell this guy to go fuck off somewhere else. You know, like he's being a creep. He's not being fun. Like, go try your shtick somewhere else, buddy. There's right. so, so Lauren, there other were girls. definitely Sorry. like a few times where I've like I feel like I've prevented females from being in an awkward situation. I mean, it's so hard. You try to read it because you don't want to overstep your bounds as a bartender. But then at exactly. the same time, it's like, I'd rather be safe than sorry. And be yeah. like, I'd rather what? not. I'd I'm rather not read it. In here and I'm saying like, you're a fuck. Well, I, and I don't want to see a news story tomorrow that I could have prevented. Exactly right. I've straight up asked girls when, like, the person leaves to go to the bathroom or something, like, do you know him? You know what I mean? Right. Are you aware of this person or do you know them personally? Are you here on a first date? Like, But the scary thing is, is, like, even with my girlfriend that, like, I was talking about that got roofied in Chicago, like, the scary thing is, is, like, they know them. Oh, yeah, sometimes it's somebody that they know. They know those guys. And they feel comfortable enough with them, and that's why I think that gives a guy that that mentality that he can do it, right? You yeah, know, I, yeah. Well, absolute I mean, it's jerks. also that they go ahead, Remy. No, I was gonna say it's just like absolute jerks. I don't understand why guys have to act like that. Um, well, and, and how pathetic is your life that? Yeah, that's like, that's where you are in your life. Like, let, let's girl. let's 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 be absolutely clear about that. Like, how pathetic are you? That that's what you have to do, dude. Potentially rape them, or to actually rape yeah, dude. Them? Like, like go, low, go to backpage. Go to go, go go. There 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 are places where you can yeah. Go to the like the back room of a strip club. Go, do do something. Be right. Jesus. Yeah. Fall off the edge of the earth. Well, yeah, that too. Because yeah. Because if a woman doesn't want to have that sex too. with you, then fucking deal with it. You know, I've misread a situation though on the other end of it being behind the bar and like some girls giving off a weird vibe and the guy's like hitting on her and stuff and I give her kind of like the eye contact thing like are you okay in this situation yeah. they're like oh yeah no it's fine like I got it and then they end up you know she gets drunk they make out they go home together I'm like all right I guess she was down with it like yeah fine, you know but even then it's like you don't know they she could yeah. wake up tomorrow and be like I don't remember doing that you know that's such a sticky situation because it's like consent and but it's like, not your right. job as like a bartender just drunk to stop or people. you know well, yeah, you, yeah, you can't as a bartender to like make sure that people are leaving with the people they're supposed to be leaving with. You can't be the morality police. That was like one time when I was bartending <laughs> um, in Chicago, I I had a bar patron. He <clears throat> had a few drinks. He seemed totally fine. And it was nothing where it was like me being like, oh, my God, he's wasted. I need to get him a ride home. Right. But he ended up leaving the bar, and he fell asleep in the mid- middle of an intersection Oof. in his car. And, really and they were trying to, like, pin it back on the bar. Yeah. And my whole thing was, like, listen, I served him this drink, this drink, this drink. He seemed fine. How does that come back to me? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? Do a drug test before he comes in? That's right. Sure he hasn't done any opioids. Need a or? breathalyzer before every shot. Oh. Yeah. Or he did something in the bathroom. Like, how does that come back? Yeah, it, that's another thing too. Is bathroom time is like As when people go in there, they have class. 
Well, and who knows, like, also, like, what medication was he on before he came to Or he had a bottle in the car. Or he had a... He had a bottle in the car that he he chugged before he went. Anything. There's so many variables. How does that come back to the bartender? (laughs) Did you see? I mean, I think this was like... I think this was like six weeks ago, because it was obviously before that, but it was like right before the whole lockdown thing happened. Guy went to court on a DUI charge. And and walked into court drunk as shit. And they actually and they actually like pulled the they pulled the footage. And this is like nine in the morning. They pulled the footage from the parking lot cameras. He literally sat and he got like he got to court an hour early and drank an entire bottle of vodka, like an entire fifth of vodka before he walked in. And and he was like, well, I was nervous. Like this, like Skippy. There's a difference between taking the edge off and going for a blackout. Like that's, yeah. Yeah, you're. (laughs) You're going for a blackout. Oh my god. The judge is going to sentence you to a 12 step program faster than your fucking. Well, and that's the thing because they were trying to bust him for a DUI. And he was, and he was like, I, but I, I didn't drive. Like I, I sat there in my car, and like so they pulled the footage. And watched him drink an entire fifth of vodka <laughs> in the car. They're like, "Okay, well, you didn't drive. You're still a dumbass for showing up to court like at a point two eight or whatever the hell he was. Um, right. Oh, oh, he was super drunk. Oh, with, by the time they tested him, he, oh yeah, by the time he, they tested him, he was super drunk. Yeah, hour of your life, dude. Wow. <laughs> Just take the edge off afterwards. Yeah. Well, like, honestly, if you're gonna though, drink, then drink like just a little bit. That's a really scary thing as like a bartender, though, is because like I have read news reports of where they are charging bartenders mm-hmm. with oh, I've seen it happen. Serving, and it's like, but how do I know when they've taken a medication before? Dram shop or... are a real thing, and they are a real nuisance sometimes. It's but like, like, I get it. I mean, like I that was like it. the guy that I served. It's like. He was fine. He was totally yeah. fine. And then they're, he falls asleep in the middle of an intersection. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Again, they're going to look at the footage. They're going to say, who, you know, who else can corroborate your story? Who else can, Who else saw this guy and said, yeah, he's he fine? It's yeah, not easy. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not easy to prove. But yeah. I had, guy, I had a guy. He's like, he's going around Royal Oak getting kicked out of this bar and that bar. He was next door. And I didn't know this. He comes in. The, we have bouncers at the at the door carting everybody and so he gets past them and he comes up to me and he orders a miller light one beer and he ordered it fine he wasn't slurring or anything five minutes later he's being like he hasn't drank the half the beer and he's just being obnoxious he already came in drunk he was drunk but he was hiding it pretty well and you know was just a quiet sort of guy when he ordered his beer but then he's getting into a conversation and he's drunk and he's hammered and the owner comes up freaking out at me and i'm like dude he was fine five minutes ago He's like, he's obviously not fine. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. The only interaction I had with him was, hey, can I get a Miller Light? And I gave it to him. He's like, right, and you as should a bartender, know better. you're expected you should to know better. You should not be. And I'm like, those split second like, decisions, you know, that could per- potentially yeah. have like super huge repercussions. Yeah. I was like, whatever, man. You want to kick him out of your bar? Kick him out of your bar. He was fine when he ordered a Miller Light for me. That's all I served him. Like, I didn't do anything. Sorry. There were a lot of times when I was working in Chicago that I would like some regulars would just get so fucking wasted that I would go to my manager and I would be like, what do you want me to do? Like, we got to cut them off. Like, do you want me to cut them off? 
or what do you want me to do? Because now I'm putting the the onus on you. Yeah, now it's the politics of the right, bar and what do you, you want to do? Yeah. Now it's you and what you want me to do because now I can say legally that I said I asked the manager and the manager said keep serving him. Covered your well, ass. I mean, you have the right to to decide whether or not you want to serve someone either way, but it, you know, when it comes to somebody who's like pregnant or something which I've had to deal with, um somebody I I did have That's gross. Come up to my bar. Sorry, and I'm judging. Drink. And it was like a like a real thing. Like, oh, girl, where'd she go? Up, oh, I'm up. just grabbing a beer. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it's like a real thing. If people are like, dr- or if they're if they're pregnant or something, like I still have to serve them like legally. Yep. You <clears throat> know. Yeah, the, here's the thing, though. Like, as a bartender, you have the right to refuse service to anybody for any reason that you want to. Right. It's a privilege, not a right to drink alcohol. So if you see a pregnant girl and you don't feel comfortable serving her, you can make up any excuse in the book to not serve her. Well, she they can try tell and you to you, ask a, a but... manager to do it. And I like literally, yep. that's what I did. I was like, hey, I don't feel comfortable. And he turned around and made her the drink because in reality, um, she, you know, she has the right to drink if she wants to. Yeah, at that bar that I worked at with the guy that I told you about, like the Hooters uh, costume, whatever, he was such an asshole. Like, he was like, serve everyone, no matter what. Yep. And I was just like, as a human being, I don't feel comfortable with that. Like, that is not what I should be doing. If they're falling off their bar stool, I had a guy fall off his bar stool and hit his head. Yeah, you got to come And then stand point. up and order another drink. <laughs> no, I'm not going to serve you. We've all right. been there before. Hey, speaking of cutting people off, we've got to go because time is up. I uh, want to thank Lindsay. It was so much fun having you on. Lindsay, uh, thank, thank you, thank you so for, much coming for coming on. on. Of course, Love I had so, so much, much fun. Dave, Good. happy birthday again. Thank Everybody you. Appreciate it. Happy birthday, Dave. Thank you. you appreciate it. Happy birthday. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye.